Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. Happy anniversary. I about said birthday, which I guess it is a birthday. Happy anniversary (laughs) to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. It's a year of podcasts, of bookshelf boyfriends, of all the funness. Uh, We are on day seven of 14. We are just moving and grooving through this, and it has been so much fun. We have talked to so many amazing people so far, and we still have a few more days left of talking to some more incredible people like we do today. Um, Yeah, it's just super exciting. One year, Stevie, one year. It's hard to believe. I know. It's insane. I get emotional even thinking about it, to be honest. <clears throat> Honestly, I could probably get emotional thinking about anything at the moment right now because I am dying. <laughs> if you've been following all the episodes, you will tell, but from the beginning of the episodes, progressively, I've gotten worse. Gotten sick. <laughs> I have gotten sicker as they have went on. She um, started at the end of Tia Louise's episode. <laughs> I um, currently have pneumonia, so cheers. Hopefully, though. It's not COVID. I know. We'll see. My Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to have this conversation about what my doctor told me. All you guys need to know is, is hopefully that in a few days, hopefully by the end of the anniversary episodes, I will be back to normal, hopefully. Until then. I'm going to uh, keep my camera off and chill on this couch with a blanket wrapped around my feet. (laughs) (laughs) As I ask these people these lovely questions. Now, a few things. Um, Hold up, I totally forgot. I don't know why I even was going to be like, a few things. Um, For if you don't, if you don't know, we have Patreon. Make sure you guys go check that out. If you can't donate to the Patreon, I'm yelling. Leave us a comment. A rating, a review on whatever platform you listen to. Tell us about. Tell us to other people. Tell your friends. Tell them, yes, tell them to listen to us on their way to work. I'm telling you right now, I can do some early morning motivation. <laughs> I can do a little preaching if that's what <laughs> needs be. I'm just kidding. Um, we yeah. should start have a portion of this every time we do an intro of you doing a motivational speech, so that way people. If people are parked next to somebody, it sounds like they're listening to a motivational TED Talk. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, if I was going to do a motivational speech, it would be like Shia LaBeouf and that Nike one where it's like, just do it. <laughs> like It would be very aggressive because she is a Leo. <laughs> yeah, it would be very aggressive. And I don't think that I would be the person to do that. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. Um, any hoosers? What? Um, we have a giveaway going on too. We do. You want to tell the listeners about that? We have the small town romance, which is, so day seven of the giveaways is small town romance. It's 14 days of romance. Um, you can win some amazing books a part of the 14 days of romance, and especially small town romance is one of our biggest ones. Um, I don't think 
when I did this, I don't think I realized how many authors <laughs> had small town romance right. books. And it kind of surprised me because, and I think mainly because I've been reading for so long and you, and you know the tropes and you know what books you've read from that trope. But what gets crazier is the amount of authors that actually have books in that trope. Yeah. So I think that for this one, we had a total of 12 books sign up for this. And it was insane. insane. So there's multiple winners for this. Shout out to all the authors that donated and wanted to be a part of it. So that's super exciting. Yes. Um, Shout out to every single one of those authors who have graciously donated a book to this i mean we had multiple authors donate multiple books for each category we had an author donate three series yeah for somebody to win in three different tropes so it's we very much appreciate it and it was a lot of the authors who donated happened to have been on the show before or are coming on very soon so it's just a very exciting time for us and we're very grateful for the help absolutely And uh, the author that we are about to interview is an oldie but a goodie. I'm so excited. We have a returning author, and I'm going to go ahead and read their bio, and then we're going to jump on over, and we're going to go talk to them. Piper Rain is the USA Today bestselling author duo. duo. Our goal is to bring you romance stories that have heartwarming humor with a side of sizzle. Okay, you caught us. That's our tagline. A little bit about us. We both have Kindles full of one-clickable books. We're both married to our husbands who drive us to drink. We're both chauffeurs to our kids. Most of all, we love hot heroes and quirky heroines that make us laugh, and we hope you do too. Let's go talk to Piper Rain. Go. Thank you so much for joining us for the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast anniversary episode. Piper Rain, that is such a mouthful. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Um, that's what she said no sorry (laughs) (laughs) also thank you guys for like putting up with the fact that i'm uh deathly ill having uh but uh but thank you anyways for coming on uh you guys were like one of the first episodes that we ever had on the podcast so we were Mm -hmm. like yes it's like an oldie but a goodie we're excited yeah we're excited to be here again yeah yeah for sure um, so you guys have done a lot since the last time you guys were on. Um, you guys just be, I don't even, in a year, y'all have, I don't, I feel like y'all wrote like 9,000 books. I just did, <laughs> I just did the count. They have really, since the last time they were here in January, it's been five books. I, I would pass out. I don't even, <laughs> right. I don't physically even think of that many words. Well, there's two of us though, so. Yes, yes, yes. There's, <laughs> yes, there's only one of you Mm-hmm. That's still very impressive. So impressive. <laughs> so Stevie, you go ahead and jump into the book questions and I'm here for moral support. Okay, so we're going to do the greens first because you have added books to this series <laughs> since the last time we talked about book one. Um, book two did release and that was the amnesia trope that we talked about. You guys alluded to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is Adam and Lucy's high school sweetheart story and she leaves without any explanation Mm -hmm. what made you want to write the amnesia book I think just because we it was one of the few tropes we hadn't written yet (laughs) (laughs) um we're like we're approaching 
I, I, I don't even know what the book count is, but we're very close to 50 books, I think, That's together. So and, Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> and we were just, you know, we had read a book the previous yeah. year um, that we really enjoyed that had that trope in it. And we were like, hey, you know, we never did, we haven't done that. That's one of the few tropes we haven't done yet. And so it was just on our list for this year at some point to try and fit it into a book where, wherever we thought it could work. So that's where that came from. And there's a unique twist in that book too with the reason why she left, which I won't spoil it for anybody else mm-hmm. because I cried oh. a lot. <laughs> yeah, the, the concept is that um, high school sweethearts are happily married and then, or he thinks so at least. And then all of a sudden she up and leaves one day and he doesn't understand why. And when she returns to town a year later, she's lost her memory. So even she doesn't know why mm-hmm. she left. So we'll move to book three, which is my Vegas groom. And this is Nikki and Logan's story. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I loved about Nikki though, is that she is the gossip radio host and I like the I like the difference in this one compared to the Baileys because the Baileys was an online website versus the radio host so what was your inspiration behind this book because this is a secret marriage in Vegas yeah um, another trope that we hadn't really conquered yet we had done something a little bit similar in one of our other books but nothing where it was strangers that had gotten married in Vegas I would say right yeah. um at first Logan was gonna be let's see he was let's see like he was gonna be like a movie star right like it was the last thing that he was gonna be like an MMA fighter um but I think that worked out better right so, mm-hmm. so I yeah, feel, like, much I feel like y'all just have like a, a like a like a hat y'all draw like put tropes in a little <laughs> hat one's that you guys one out yet and you just pull one out and you're like all right so this one is going to be next <laughs> we definitely try to always tackle ones that we haven't done yet if we can you know what i mean uh, so the real question there's is, always the favorites in there well the real question is when's the reverse harem coming oh yeah. my, I know. <laughs> i'm waiting <laughs> i'm waiting that would be the next trip that hasn't been conquered <laughs> yeah that's true so a lot the next book in this series doesn't release until november which i'm really excited about and that's my sister's flirty friend and this is adam's book correct this is jet's book yes yes that's right yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. so what can readers expect from this story because we get a glimpse of what happens at the end of book two I think it was uh, yeah, end. book three. Yeah, book three. Uh, yeah, we get the yeah. end, mm-hmm. end of book two, yep. three, and then you get a little glimpse of it in the summer bash too. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We just actually just finished this book. It just went to the editor last night. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, what do you want to say? Well, it's uh, let's see. It's a secret baby, single dad, oh. uh, brother's best, best friend, friend romance. Yeah. Best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so, so excited for this book. Again, trope, trope, trope. But um, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Jed struggles a little at first um, when essentially like the three-year-old is dropped at his doorstep. So he, yeah. he does have some struggles with becoming an instant Naturally. father. Naturally, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and so there's like the typical shenanigans. We have the... Um, you know, the grandma gang that gets involved yeah. as they always do in these family books. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a couple of retirement home scenes, which readers <laughs> of the, the green series seem to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple uh -huh. of those in there. So yeah, it, it's 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 our usual brand of like humor and you know lots of heart and a little bit sexy and um, yeah, I think we're really happy with how it turned out. I love a single dad trope. I love yes. it. There's just something about a single dad. Okay, especially I'm a sucker for like single dad tropes where it's like. He's like real grumpy, but he ends up having like a real like bubbly like, little girl that like yes. <laughs> drags him around at like tea party mm -hmm. stuff. Right. Yeah. Like just yeah. not not in it. He does not want to be there. Right. I have yeah. for those single dads. Those are my favorite. Like if I ever mm -hmm. witnessed that in real life, I might have, I might have like my over. <laughs> 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 It's funny because somehow we figure we somehow our book got arranged that we're writing three single dad books like in a row. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just how it lined up with yeah with the release schedule just coincidentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think after that we said we'll be done. We'll be with yeah, kids and babies for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and on to the reverse harem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That would be interesting, though, to find out who you would put in a reverse harem. I know. Right? <laughs> Which characters would that? I, I have a feeling that it would be like Dory. Would you like a no, 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 no. <laughs> do you like a club of single dads? Yeah, maybe we should do the nurse. We do. We right? actually we have a single dads club. That's the name of the series. Yes, is single like dads club. Dad's club. But there's reverse no reverse harem. harem in it. But yeah. I feel like Dane from there would Dane would be into it. Yeah, <laughs> no, you right. have like oh no, you could have like the lady. She's like the day, she works at the daycare and like what? she watches all their children. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm, yeah. I'm calling. I, I, I'm definitely voting for the nursing home reverse. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I just thing. really feel like Ethel and Dory would have a arrow. <laughs> I'm here for that. Actually, Which, I'm I laughing. Because there is, I'm just remembering, there is like a mention, Dory says something about yes, uh -huh. how, mm -hmm. about an orgy in one of the scenes at the retirement yeah, right. home. So, there you go. I gotta love this. The women, right. what they want. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna move to hockey because this is the latest series and you guys are releasing a new book on September 21st as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll start with book one. It's my lucky number 13. And I've talked a lot about this book on this podcast recently. I love the title. Lucky thirteenth, my lucky number. So, <laughs> well, there's also, there's a connection though because I don't know if MJ remembers this or not. You I mean, both you have you literally talk about all the time. You literally talk about this all the time. Of course, I remember. Yes, but she has a <laughs> hockey series with a Fury team too. Oh really? Oh, really? Yes, we're twinning. No Except oh, mine are really? in Chicago, but you know, twinning. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. So book one is Aiden and Sage's story. They meet on New Year's Eve. Sage ends up throwing a drink in his face. We um, love queen, <laughs> that's queen, queen behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and that was after a kiss when Aiden tried to kiss her. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh -huh. She just was not having it. Well, I mean, no. no. She wasn't. I mean, who wants to be randomly kissed? I mean, <laughs> permission. By a professional <laughs> hot hockey player, <laughs> of course. <laughs> permission permission would like to be granted <laughs> queen material so what surprised you most about writing aiden and sage's story um, for me i think i thought that they were going to be more enemies 
Like I thought there was gonna be a little bit more enemies. And then when they just came on the page, it just didn't seem that they were gonna be as much as enemies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were just gonna be more like friends, right? And then friends to lovers and then, but what do you think? What was your Piper? Um, I think I'd agree with that. And also I, I think just in the series in general, probably, I'm surprised at how much actual hockey we're putting in the book because at first, like we, like, you know, you have some sports series where, you know, you don't really see them at the games or practice and stuff like that yeah. that much is a lot of it's off page. And I think I had kind of envisioned that that's probably how ours was going to go. Um, but then actually it, it's really, it's not that we're like doing constant play by plays, but there is a lot of um, interaction, like in the locker rooms and before games and at practices and traveling, you know, to games um yeah. so th- i think that surprised me as the series yeah. got off the ground yeah that surprised me uh, well coming from a hockey fan you did it well well thank wow. you my husband helped. Husband helped us. hockey i'm canadian i'm canadian so like i know hockey and my son played for a little bit and my husband plays but I really would like rely on him. And some of the stuff he would give me, I wouldn't use because I just thought girls aren't going to say that. Like, I understand that that's how like guys will refer to it, but like girls aren't going to say that and they're not going to know what I'm talking about. So I tried to sort of go down the middle. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if people don't know hockey, they would still understand what's going on, basically. I love writing hockey scenes. So I have to like cut down some of the ones I do. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. this is just kind of looking like a hockey, you know, book in general, not like romance. Like you have like right. one yeah. second scene and like five hockey games. <laughs> you need to, you need to, you need to bring it back. Um, so wait, if you're like Canadian, are you like a fan of a Canadian team? Is your husband like a Canadian fan team? Yeah. Well, we're, we're just outside of Toronto. So that's like, oh shit. Least nation, you know, as it's called around here. Yes. And my husband, even when um like another Canadian team makes the playoffs, like my husband will not cheer for them. He doesn't care if it's the last Canadian team. He, like he is like, I don't care. He's a diehard Leaf fan. I feel so, sorry. I just know. I feel really sorry for you because I just know these playoffs were just very rough time. It was brutal. Yeah. First game, like first two minutes, the captain's out. <laughs> like yeah, of, of the very, series. Not a very good time for you. Yeah. Guys. No, it's fine. Yeah, so yeah. I'm a Bruins fan, so I would have rather like stabbed my face (laughs) off with like a like a soldering iron than watch the Stanley Cup final. Um because the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Habs are just like they're like just just take two of like the worst rival teams for the Boston Bruins and like make them pull together. Well that's like us too. Like ours is like the Sens, like the Ottawa Senators, and then like the Habs, the Canadians. And my husband would never, even though they were in the final, like he would never ever cheer for them ever. Oh yeah. Not happening. I'd rather die. I would rather die. (laughs) There were many podcast episodes where MJ and I just kind of launched into each other because we both were opposite (laughs) sides. Right. Well, he always says, you know what? Why would I cheer for like the solo Canadian team if it's not mine? There's enough Canadians on every team that the cup is coming back to Canada mm-hmm. at some point, like in the off season, because you know each player like gets a cup for a few days. Yeah. Um, That's what be like, ah, because I don't know. The last time a Canadian team won a Stanley Cup has been a minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he's always like, it comes to Canada. Like, actually, we've had it on our on our street. Like, somebody is like a relative of an NHL, and they had won. Yeah the Stanley Cup and like all the kids got to go down and like see the Stanley Cup and it was a big thing but um yeah he's like it's coming back to Canada anyways I don't need it to be a Canadian team unless it's the Leafs basically <laughs> I think so. the go Leafs go 
You know what stresses me out about? Okay, this is I'm gonna say this is the last thing I'm gonna say about this hockey thing. What stresses me out about the Toronto Maple Leafs is you have two of the best players in the league on your team. Yep. And I'm 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 like I am always in awe that you guys don't make it to like you know second round of playoffs or like further uh-huh. on because you have you know Mitch Marner and uh what's his face Austin Matthews Austin Matthews and I'm like and I'm, John Tavares. I mean. No, well, I'm not going to talk about him, but I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I know. But you know what we don't have? Sorry, segue talkie is we don't have an enforcer, right? We don't have okay. anybody that like, if you mess with those guys, you know, you're going to get your ass beat. There's nobody yeah. on the team that's like that, which I need a Tom Wilson. Oh God. Wow. <laughs> don't even, don't even Stevie. I don't want to get into this. I'm a Capitals <laughs> fan. I love Tom Wilson. <laughs> He's disgusting. Makes me sick. Yeah, but if you mess with one of his players, he beat your ass. It's fine. Oh, all right, whatever. And that's a perfect segue into book two. Because this happens to be somebody who likes to, um, his little bit he of He likes aggressor. to be the punisher. Yeah, he likes to be the aggressor for sure. Yep. And this is Trouble with number nine. And this actually just released August 10th, so like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So for the listeners who have not he- heard about this book, can you give them a little brief synopsis of what their story is? Mm-hmm. Go for it, Ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, putting uh, her on the spot. Sorry, let me think. <laughs> uh, okay, it's Maxim, who is our defender and also from Russia. Oh, and we then... love a Russian. <laughs> and because he's so hard on the ice, like the the manager or the owner of the team wants him to see a psychologist who is Paisley who then enters as the heroine Aww. and of course he's Russian so he doesn't like to talk to people so yeah and then <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't, doesn't want to, does not like to tell his backstory <laughs> yes yes so yeah that's how they that's their conflict I love these two especially because there is a little bit of a story behind why Maximus yes, why he is yes mm-hmm. so and Paisley just she she tries really hard to pull it out from him and she tries to keep <laughs> him at a distance yes mm-hmm. but it fails multiple times yeah yeah mm-hmm. but he definitely so, goes after what he wants at the same time right so so did anything or anyone in particular inspire their characters I don't think so. I like not a specific person. We always sort of like build the character from the ground up. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of times we'll kind of start with backstory and then work it backwards to think like, what would this person be like based on that? Yeah. Um, so I think that's more usually how. When you guys were writing these hockey players, did you guys envision like certain hockey players that like are actually in the NHL when you were writing them? No, because we had had the yeah, pictures for our covers like well, well ahead of us writing them. Yeah. So, which is generally the case. So usually mm. when we're writing, it's like, like we're picturing literally who's on the cover as the person. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So book three is actually coming out September 21st. Yep. And this is going to be another single father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the first of our three coming in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And this is faking it with 41. So what can fans expect from this book? Oh, geez. 
forward. A lot. Okay. I know. I, yeah. I, I think he might be my favorite so far. I, think, I was going to say, am I, I allowed know. to say this is my favorite of the series so far? Right. The banter sure. between them is just. Yeah. yeah. And he's just kind of like that guy that just doesn't get it. Like, you know, you kind of have to beat him over the head with the obvious and he just doesn't yeah. get it. But yeah, their banter arrogant. is a lot of fun. Yeah. He's, he's a little yeah, arrogant. He comes arrogant. for money. Um, so yeah, and and it's really the things you were talking about before, um, Monty about, you know, the, the guy with a little girl, like there's a lot of that type of stuff in there, like the overprotective dad. And, um, and she's just a little, Mm -hmm. like a baby in the story, but, um, it still comes out quite a bit. So yeah, this is, this is a real fun book and I think it's probably my favorite actually of the three so far I'm here for that (laughs) (laughs) he might be actually be my favorite character in all three Mm -hmm. books so or like both the books so far yeah Mm -hmm. just because his relationship with the other guys is like those three are like the three stooges pretty much yes Yes. (laughs) and there's a lot you get a lot of that I would say you get a lot of them and it's all three guys together in this one yeah yeah I also like love these covers I love them so much oh, oh thanks so like covers. uniquely mm-hmm. cool and like they like they just give me i don't know they just give me like sports vibes i love it i love them perfect mm-hmm. that's what we're going that's for right. <laughs> we were unsure about the black and the white at first because usually our covers are pretty colorful so but, no yeah. i really like them i like i love the vibe and i, I like the font that you guys chose i'm a mm-hmm. sucker for like a varsity font oh right yeah Yeah. there's just something about it that i just i eat it up i love it Mm -hmm. um so if you could pick a book or series to be made into a tv show or movie which would you choose and who would your dream cast be i stole this question from cv this is normally her question (laughs) but i stole it from her Mm -hmm. well i would pick the baileys yeah baileys for sure Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, just because it's sort of a like a party of five meets Gilmore Girls. You know, it's like four orphaned um, kids. Basically, they're all different ages when their parents pass, mm-hmm. um, finding their happily ever afters. I don't know. I just feel like that would make um, yeah the nosy grandma. TV show. The, yeah, yeah, the nosy yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, the nosy grandmas mm-hmm. in there. I think it'd be good. Um, Dreamcast. Jeez. Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Honestly, I always feel like any book I've read that has been turned into a movie or a TV show, mm-hmm. I feel like there's always a level of disappointment, <laughs> you know, even if it's cast yeah. perfectly, because it's never who you as the reader has in your head exactly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I couldn't even begin to guess a dream cast, honestly. Yeah. But casting Grandma Dory would be so much fun. I was, I, know, right? I was just thinking about that. Grandma Dory would be. I was just thinking about that. Grandma Dory would be. The only older person I can think of would be like Betty White. I know. That's oh, I love that's Betty White. Oh, no, no. What is that one woman's name? Oh, my God. Wait. She plays. Have you guys ever seen Grace and Frankie? It's a TV show. Yeah. On Jane Fonda? Yeah. I she was good in, in Step Monster. I don't know if you've seen that movie. That was Monster. Oh, she's yeah. good in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Monster in Law is one. Of yeah, my Monster in Law. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Monster yeah, 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 right. Yes, mm-hmm. favorite movie ever. I mm-hmm. love that freaking movie. Mm-hmm. Iconic. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um. Okay, so we're going to shift gears and move to writing questions, and I'm going to handle these questions, and hopefully, I'm not going to cough up a lung doing it. 
we also changed them up a little bit because last time oh you guys had already answered those ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I just shoot myself in the toe. Anyway, so what is your writing process like? You can go. You can go. Oh, you go. Okay. Um. So we start. You take it. No. You go. You go. No. You go. Um. Okay. So generally, we start with plotting the book. We do that together. So we'll figure out um character backstory, what the personality is like on each side, um what the story problem is going to be, and sort of a a good outline of the plot and how that's going to go. Yeah. Um, from there, Rain will write the first draft. And when she's done with the first draft, it comes to me and I do um, a revision on everything. I send it to the editor. Um, editor sends it back. I go through all the editor's notes. I send it back to the second editor who sends it back to me. And I go through all those notes. And then I send it to the proofer who sends it back to me. And then I go through those notes. And then generally, Rain will read it just to make sure. Um, that everything's copacetic basically if there's any major changes like what we communicate really every day through the whole process but if there's any yeah. major changes like this i don't think this is working we should change this we'll have a conversation about it um and make whatever changes are necessary but that's basically the process that we've figured out works best for us i would have an aneurysm <laughs> honestly i just I, it's like a well-oiled machine i don't even know <laughs> with myself it doesn't oh, feel it doesn't feel well oiled as you're doing it <laughs> but no it doesn't obviously it's working 50 books it is working yeah. well yeah there i guess yeah it we get it done i guess is how it goes yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so how many unpublished slash half finished books do you guys have oh my god so Piper, we don't have two well we don't have any for piper right four. None for Piper. I can think None of None for Piper. <laughs> I think I think might have one or two, maybe, at the most. Yeah. My God. That's yeah. my ADHD. I, I would, <laughs> oh my God. Before I actually ever finished a book, I have like 18,000 half-finished books <laughs> chilling in a Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Hmm. Mine would be to trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Mine I doubted be... myself too early in the early stages of my career. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think mine would, I mean, I, I guess I would, would preface this by saying I wouldn't change anything because I like where I've ended up, you know? Yeah. But um, I would tell myself to stop squirreling around and just stick to a specific type of book that I want to write when I was writing under my own name because I kind of like I have like a small town romance and an erotic romance and then a romantic suspense and then a new adult like I was just all over the road so like you never knew what you're gonna get which there's nothing wrong with that but I think if you want to make it a business and you want to like increase your income faster you're better to stay in one lane and do it well so readers know what to expect from you well, you just answered the set, the next question I had. Boom. <laughs> so you just marked that off of there. Um, <laughs> what other authors are you friends with and how do they help you become better writers? You're talking to okay. like two of the most introverted people ever here. Yeah. We do not have a ton of author friends. We have a lot of acquaintances, 
but we probably yeah, we're friendly with lots of authors. We're friendly. Yeah. We're in like some groups, right? And anthology, we do anthologies and stuff yeah. like that. As far as like an author that we would be talking to like on a regular basis, I think there's it's maybe really one. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ourselves, yeah. and we have one mutual friend, which is Mia Kayla. Like, yeah, that I will we say a lot. I think... and mostly because we we all attended craft classes a lot together. Yeah. Like before we even became a duo. Like Mia was with us too, and we would always be going to RWA together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think too, it's it's when we were not to speak for you, but it's probably the same for you. When I was writing by myself, I had a lot more author friends because, like, there's you know, you want to bounce ideas off somebody or get people's opinion or ask some advice. But now mm-hmm. I don't want to say I don't need more author friends, but I'm an introvert, so I'm probably never going to go seek out people. Yeah, I yeah. love when people come seek me out and want to talk. That's mm-hmm. great, but I'm never going to go seek somebody out. So if mm-hmm. I have any of that stuff, I just go to rain and we just kind of pow out with each other. And, and so it, like it probably every keeps year, us- <laughs> at the end of the year, we say to ourselves, this is the year we're going to make some author friends, yeah. you know, and we're then gonna we be go outgoing. to workshops and we go to signings and then we're just like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really want to approach them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just feel like it's very uncomfortable and we're both like introverts. So it's just kind of, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. She's like, okay, maybe next year. Yeah. Right. Maybe next year. Yeah. 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 But we are very yeah. welcoming. I feel like, like we're not like, no, we yeah. don't want to have author friends or like, no, no, know. it's, it's, I, I, I can see it. And my, my daughter is the same. She is like, a lovely little girl when people come and talk to her but she would never ever like see somebody and then go up and approach them and I'm the same she's definitely not getting abducted is what you're saying (laughs) yeah hopefully not (laughs) so yeah I mean yeah we're 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 just introverts at heart honestly I would definitely be the kid that like you would think would be get abducted because I do talk a lot to friends (laughs) however I get I pick up on like weird vibes real quick like if somebody Mm -hmm. like was trying to like I would know if somebody was trying to steal me she would talk and abduct her out of taking her (laughs) absolutely they would regret the decision severely of abducting me (laughs) so do you guys read your book reviews? And if so, how do you guys deal with bad or good ones? Uh, I try not to really anymore. I would say when I first started, I would, of course, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. not good, not healthy at all. But um, no, just, I mean, we have let me just like, like our, my health. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh-huh. Like our assistant will grab some, like usually she grabs our editorial reviews for like um, our book or, you know what I mean, for ads and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't go searching. Sometimes if I happen to be on the page, I'll see something maybe, but I try not to go searching for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when a book first goes to, to um, like our advanced readers, mm-hmm. I'll yeah, pop on yeah. Goodreads to see just sort of like how it's being received to see if like people are enjoying it or not, just so I can have mm-hmm. some expectation for release day, yeah. <laughs> you know, about whether mm-hmm. people are like, this is great or this sucks. Like, you know, so um yeah. And if I'm ever tagged, um, like if, yeah, if that's for true. Instagram, mm-hmm. if someone tags us on Instagram or Facebook with a review, we'll always read it just because that yeah. feels like the right thing to do um, and then comment and thank them. But mm-hmm. we, yeah, we, we don't go searching them out anymore. No, but mm-hmm. the ones where they tag you, no. Okay, so listen, the ones where they, <laughs> like you have like that rare occasion where that somebody who has like the balls of steel. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Tag you on a bad review. review. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, 
oh my god it's like oh my god you're so excited you're gonna go look at this instagram review it's gonna be so nice they tagged right. me <laughs> one star review and it's like oh my god i mean you never really know what to say it's i'm just like i'm like thanks know, for reading i don't even know if i should like it i don't even yeah i'm just gonna act like i didn't see this but i mean yeah. you know kudos right. to you to be able to have like you know the balls to just put that out there like that but all right so those are the worst those I hate those those like destroy me I'm like damn those are sometimes I feel like there's like three-star ones where they tag you and then like but everything they say is negative about the book and they're like okay what did you like enough to give three you know what I mean it's like ugh, yeah (laughs) it's like the street yeah I can't like I can't handle those um so that is my last writing question uh Stevie you go ahead and take reading questions okay so what attracts you to a book the cover the blurb or recommendation or the title because a lot of people or the title that's true I would say cover then blurb for me oh I am blurb and recommendation Mm -hmm. You tell me right oh my god i'm a cover whore i am a, such a cover whore oh my god, i am not <laughs> a cover is what like will get my well, attention would, and then i'll read the yeah. blurb and i'll be like okay do i think i would like this um and if i'm not sure sometimes sometimes then i'll go to reviews to see like what people liked and what people didn't like and like a lot of times what they didn't like is what i like so i'm like oh okay <laughs> i'm gonna get only, it anyways the only time i'll look at reviews for like book recommendations is when I'm looking so I read dark romance and I so if I'm like reading like a specific trope in dark romance like say I'm reading like bully I'll go to yeah. the one stars because nine times out of ten in bully romance the one stars are going to tell me everything that I already like about this book oh, right. Right. yeah me too that's what I mean I'll be like oh he's an asshole he oh sorry I don't know if I can swear he's an a-hole okay um you know he's you know, like, like a lot of the things, especially with a dark romance, I find I'll be like, oh no, that's good. I'll, I'll read that, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, but I would say like, I saw one, it was like, oh, he's like a completely unredeemable character. Like he's completely an asshole. There's nothing that you could do to redeem him <laughs> character ever. And I was like, add to cart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because <laughs> I just want, I just personally want the one that's the most damaged all the time. Yeah. yeah. He is who I will try to fix all the time. And like, because I have this mentality, like who was it that we were talking to? It was like a book talker and she was talking about- Rachel Baldwin, the teacher, Rachel. Yeah. And she was talking about the Tate, is it Tate James? Yeah. Is it the, that's the series, the Tate James series? No, Madison Kate is the series. Kate Kate James is the author. And it was like a reverse harem. And I was like, which one is the most damaged? Like, give me that, like, that's the one that I'm going to like the most. And she's right. like, okay, definitely mm. Archer. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank God. It. <laughs> I'll start with that one then. <laughs> even when, even when authors fill out like our form to come on and they will request to send us an arc or something and they'll, they'll email me and ask me oh God, what so book funny. to send to MJ and I'm like just give her the one with the most damage <laughs> and the most <laughs> asshole guy yeah, yeah. the most the one that I know. right yeah. I love it I love it so what's I, your I favorite underappreciated book Ooh, um I'm gonna say how to kill a rock star by Tiffany DiPartolo 
it has i would say it has a bit of a cult following for people who have read it but i think it never reached like the level that it should have because it's it's a really excellent book i'm gonna need to read that i thought you were like oh it's a cult trope and i was like oh no no i would say like most people i recommended most people i recommended to and who have read it are like um i don't think the cover does justice one um are like oh my god i've seen that but i never read it you know because of the cover and it's like an amazing book and it's it's i just i love everything about that book yeah what about you rain yeah mine would be the breeding series by rebecca donovan Mm. it's like a, it's a trilogy but I mean even the first book I just feel like it never really I don't know if it's because she had to release every, the book was like a year apart for each one right maybe she lost some readers or whatever but everybody I give it to loves that whole series but it's more like a uh, new adult though I would say you know banana a little fish. bit like mm-hmm. oh my God, yeah banana fish is the band why does that sound familiar yeah yeah I have not read either of those. I just added them both to my TBR, though. Yeah, they're 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 good, especially if you, if you like music, uh, too. I think like if you're a big music lover, um, How to Kill a Rockstar will appeal to you. But it's just a good book overall. I just I thought really... you were gonna say How to Kill a Mockingbird, and I was oh, like, no. <laughs> I never appreciated. I think it's like a classic, like a time that will never not be appreciated. <laughs> no. Harper kind of solidified her place. <laughs> yeah. And the most overappreciated book of all time. But yeah. Yeah. So who, who are some of your favorite authors to read? Um, Karina Halley, Karen Marie Monning, Cressley Cole. Those are my big, those are my three like auto buys that I'll always buy anything that yeah. they're writing. Um, Christina Lauren, yeah, Jana Aston, Penelope Douglas. Oh, me too, girl. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's my girl. Oh my god, I don't even. She could literally be like, I am releasing a. (laughs) I'm releasing like a lizard story. (laughs) I'd be like, add the cart, pre order. I'm ready. I have an obsession. She's one of my. That's one of my big threes. Yeah, she does really well. Mm-hmm. I have very few authors that I'll actually like. I'll buy paperback copies automatically, mm-hmm. and you cannot see them. But the green series is right there. Oh, is it? Oh, oh thank you. you. I bought all three of them. I think right when the third book came out. I bought all mm-hmm. three on Amazon. It was like add to cart. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. They're my uh my babies. I use them a lot for TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> so do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? I, I buy physical copies. Yeah, I do probably both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I buy them for just for view. Nobody's allowed to touch them. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am that yeah, I, and I'm like I think everyone thinks I'm a weirdo because I will read a signed book like no problem <laughs> I don't have a problem oh, like everyone's God. like I know like our PA is always like how can you read it like you know I'll try and treat it nicely like I won't like crack the spine mm-hmm. or anything but no I'll read a signed book but yeah I, I do read on e-reader but it's usually only um 
it's like a story that I might take a month to read because it's like I wake up at 2 a.m. and I can't get back to sleep. So I need an e-reader to read. And I, you know, mm. but mostly I read on paperback these days. Much to I... my husband's dismay because of how many paperbacks <laughs> are in my house. <laughs> Literally me. I told him I had this argument with my husband. I was like, okay, so I have a tendency to forget to lock the door. I obviously know that that is a problem. But <laughs> he's like, he's like, we're going to have somebody break into the house and steal our stuff. And I'm like, what are they going to steal, Fletcher? Like the Xbox? Like, it's not like we have like very expensive things in this house. And he was like, well, the TV, the Xbox. And I was like, oh, they'd steal my paperbacks. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, I highly doubt that somebody's going to come in and steal your paperbacks. And I was like, well, then that's their fault because I'm going to say right now, I've got like, grands and grands of dollars mm-hmm. in signed paperback and like copies yeah. of paperbacks. like i have a first edition stephen king novel and i'm gonna tell you oh right now that boy's pricey yeah and, and yeah. when he passes away give it like 10 years and i'm gonna tell you right now my collection is gonna be worth like thousands mm-hmm. for sure oh it's gonna be amazing yeah. and i'm gonna tell you right now I'll, there's not i'm telling you I will literally haunt my children. Nobody's allowed to sell it. it. When I die, if they try to sell it, I will literally haunt them. It's not <laughs> fun way. My I husband got me. I, am I looking at it? Yeah. I uh, Gone with the Wind because it's like my favorite movie and I really like the book um, yeah. from like way back. And he got me uh, a signed like, or sorry, no, not signed. A uh, first edition copy of Gone with the Wind for Christmas a few years ago. And same as like my... I'll be so mad if they just toss that in the recycling <laughs> bin or something someday. Oh my god, I would kill somebody physically. I would harm somebody. I would like puncture their ass. So That's kidding. like I don't like when my like I'll have people over and they'll be like, "Oh, can I borrow this book?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will send you an e-copy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what was your last five-star read? Oh, geez. Uh. Oh, it's like I don't want to be able to read that much this far. I know. I'm trying to think. I'm actually trying to think what I've even read. My mind is a sieve. Give me two seconds. I'm going to go look. Find well, the new AL Jackson well, book. Well, and it's well, does, audiobook, does audiobook count? Or no? Audiobook oh, yeah. definitely counts. Okay. okay so it's probably the same I for think both it's going to be the same one for both yeah. of us. You, yeah. you go ahead. You say it. Okay. It's uh, the the flock, um, the Ravenwood, um, by Kate Kate Stewart. Kate Stewart. Right? Yeah. yeah. What is it? That the flock. It's the Ravenwood series. And, uh, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Is it the reverse harem one? No. Uh, I don't mm. say anything. No spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. It's, it's, all good. Over it's really good right now and mm-hmm. and the audio i didn't read that we both listened to audio is especially yeah. well done it's really really yeah, good. like the way they've done it like a tiktok yeah oh, it's all over TikTok like right called, now. oh yeah probably mm-hmm. one called like the like they call one of the guys like the golden something no one's the frenchman oh yeah, oh what well, yeah one is the sun she calls one the sun and one the cloud or the storm mm-hmm. or the clouds or something yeah yeah, the other yeah, ones. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. one's like rainy cloudy and then yeah. yeah but it's really good and the audio is especially well done um yeah mm-hmm. just how they they did it a little differently and it's really it's really good mm-hmm. yeah okay, i'm here for it i'm here for it yeah um, very, very so good. we are going to move to our favorite section of the podcast which is which trope questions i don't think we had the last time you were here <laughs> i think we okay. came up with oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I feel like you guys were the, the freaking duo to ask about trope questions, considering how many tropes you guys have wrote. Oh, right, I know. Okay. So what is your favorite trope to write and why? Ooh. I'm going to say any lovers. Yeah. Just say for the banter. Yeah. The banter, I think. It's that whole like, you know, fighting just, right before they kiss kind of thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I just recently wrote my first Enemies to Lovers, and I have very much so realized that when I was writing it, I got to the end of my first draft and I was rereading, and I was like, oh, they definitely hate each other, but I don't think it's believable that they like each other, to be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, even after they've had sex, I mean, yes, this is great hate sex, but I don't yeah. know if readers are going to believe that these two people love each other. <laughs> right, I, right. I mean, it's so much so that they hate each other that I don't think that it's redeemable. So I had to right. like go back and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to take some of this out. Mm-hmm. Soften it up a bit. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a tad with the delivery is a little off, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I know. I always like it when like she hates him a little bit more. You can tell he doesn't really hate her as much, right? Like, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I, just likes sort of poking the bear yes, more than he yes. hates That's her, like right? my yeah. favorite enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Oh my gosh. Which ones have you not them? written? I was just like, <laughs> I'm not sure if there's one we haven't done. Besides like reverse harem, something that doesn't really right. fit in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some that I don't know if we could ever get like a full. I'd, Have you guys ever I'd done like a December to May? Like a like a, a sorry, like a December to May? Is that what it's called? Like a yeah, a May December. Yeah, older man. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Who are... was that? Wait, what? have we? I mean, I mean like an older some... woman, younger guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Savannah yeah. a little bit with Liam, but it's not years, like a huge gap. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, we haven't done. That, no. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Ha There you go. <laughs> right. You're welcome. We haven't done anything that's like over forty. I would say. Oh no, I yeah. guess no, because we did Marla and Hank's story, but yeah. Right, but I would like to do more of that. I, I, yeah. I mm-hmm. it's a different type of story, a little bit. Yes, right. A little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like to do more of that, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it fits with our plans. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So what is one trope you will never write and why? Reverse harem. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Just because it's not in our wheelhouse. Yeah. You could make it in your wheelhouse. You could <laughs> totally pull off a rom-com reverse harem. I know, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Um, probably also, I feel like Mafia, probably. Okay. Which yeah. I would love. I love reading. I read a lot of Mafia romance. I just don't know that I could ever write it personally. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I love like bully romances, but I know I could never write a hero. I know my hero would never turn out like that. Never. Mm-hmm. I love a bully romance. I I know I know that they're bad. I know I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I know. love them so much. We've tried right? and Amos. Like we've tried and we just like yeah can't get quite get there with the guy. It's just, just I don't know. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like he's kind of he's a jerk, but I wouldn't say he's like a total asshole kind of you yeah, know. Not so, that one yeah. that's harboring some kind of yeah. yeah. You yeah. gotta have like they gotta have like the author who's like writing it, they just they gotta go with they gotta go in with it, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Yes, right. go back. 
you can't be you can't you cannot be thinking to yourself like oh my god the reader's going to hate you know what i mean that's what that would be me like oh maybe he's a little too mean yeah maybe he's right yeah like Mm -hmm. no he's not mean enough that's why yeah (laughs) i'm gonna tell you right oh my god my (laughs) i think like i think like the best example ever for me so when i first started reading penelope douglas i -hmm. started off with uh uh birthday girl which i feel like is not like I, I love that book. That's, that's a great book. I loved. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really liked. That I book. love that book. But I think when you start with Birthday Girl and then you like go to her other stuff, you're not like mentally prepared for like yeah. what you're gonna go yeah. into. Right. So, like, yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't dark. It was just tab- It was just like a little taboo because yeah. of the setup in that book. And I was like, and I felt like that one was a little bit more angsty, and mm-hmm. so. I read that, and then I went right into the Devil's Night series. Oh, <laughs> right. When I tell you that, A, this is my favorite series of all time, and B, when I was reading it, I had, like, four of my friends who were, like, in this book group who had already read it, so I was, like, texting them and as I was reading, <laughs> and I am in, like, Corrupt, like, the first book, and I'm like, bro, I fucking hate Damon. I fucking hate him. <laughs> I am just like, I hate I hate him. Like, I don't know why he is even, like, in here. Like, kick him out. And then, like, you get to the second one, and he's even worse. And I am like, oh, my God, there is no way that I'm reading his book. There's no way. I'm skipping book three. <laughs> Penelope Douglas is not going to make this man redeemable. And then I fucking read his book, and I was like, damn it. He's my favorite character. I was like, damn, that lady's crazy. So, Yeah. Not no, that was not <laughs> yeah. a good time. Not a good time. Anyways, CB, mm-hmm. ask the last question. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Ooh. Oh god, um, I feel like any lovers would be okay too. Or like second chance romance. That's another one of my favorites to read. Yeah, I do love second chance. I call dibs on a billionaire. Oh, oh yeah, money can definitely my happiness. <laughs> what am I thinking? Yeah, well, the, yeah, I wasn't strategic enough. <laughs> yeah, or or I would want sport, I would either want sports romance too. I wouldn't mind like mm-hmm. an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mine's reverse harem. <laughs> hey. She's already got her harem yeah. picked out. <laughs> right, um, Damon's a part of that harem. Just <laughs> FYI, <laughs> <to> everybody. <laughs> But yeah, so um, that is our last question for you guys. This has been super fun. You guys have been so amazing. And we really just want to thank you guys for not only joining us on the anniversary, but also joining us the first time that we had you guys on here and coming on and chatting with us. It was super awesome. And it was like almost a year ago when you guys were on here. So not quite. They were here in January. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. Well, you know, whatever. Stevie. Like eight months. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick. Leave me alone, okay? Anyways, um, this has been super amazing. I'm gonna let Stevie announce who like the next guest is gonna be, and then we will tell you guys goodbye. We're making our listeners listen to the whole episode before we tell them. <laughs> so day eight of fourteen days is Sarah, Kate, and Rachel Lee. Woo! Super exciting. They're Can't coming wait. to talk about their reverse harem book four. There you go. There you go, right? So excited. Perfect. So excited. I'm going to be one with my people. 
Just kidding. <laughs> it was a joke. He was joking. Anyways, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. You guys were great. And uh, we hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.